Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Holy cats, I'm too busy, man, for the pandemic. I thought we were supposed to slow down a little bit. Wasn't supposed to be crazy. This That's last the last couple of days. The no Jags game in London had me kind of on the merry-go-round yesterday. And now uh, well, we're having some fun with it today. Just got uh, off a Zoom call with Joe Schobert. So we'll hear from the Jaguars linebacker. And uh, he's still up in the Wisconsin area, of course. I uh, just had a newborn and now a big part of that Jaguars defense. How will that look in 2020? And how's the adaptation going to what potentially could be a move to at least a hybrid, if not uh, completely more of a look of a 3-4. So we'll get some of the thoughts from uh, Joe Schobert. We'll talk about that. We have EWC Day, Edward Waters College. We'll have some guests on as we continue to celebrate local sports here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. So we have that lined up for you as well. We'll have some fun with it. And uh big interview coming up in just a couple of moments, uh, scheduled at least in just a few moments, is Dana White, president of the UFC. This is a big deal in Jacksonville, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh From a sports perspective, I think from uh maybe a network perspective, from a government perspective, the UFC coming to Jacksonville on Saturday night is a really, really big deal. Yet it's kind of quietly a big deal. And, and we'll yeah. see wh- how it's received. The first live sporting event in the United States will be the UFC, uh, and it will take place right here. How that all came together, uh, what are the risks involved, what kind of card they have, uh, which looks to be a pretty good one, and you can talk more about that. But uh, Dana White will join us in, in just a little bit, so we'll have some information about it. Brent Martin, Austin Lane Coos, uh, fired up for a little USC talk here on the show to start. I mean, without a doubt, man, I, I put in my due diligence with the golf talk. We celebrated, uh, <laughs> you know, our local golf day, and I thought I did pretty well with that. You know, I survived for two and a half hours of nonstop golf talk. So to me, we're trying to make it all even, right? So so now we're talking fight talk, and, and I can appreciate that. And obviously Dana White, you know, he's kind of the who's who um, of the UFC. You know, he's obviously uh, the president of it. And let's be honest, it's a big deal for Jacksonville, obviously, right? But it's also a big deal for professional sports because – Literally, the UFC is going to be ushering in professional sports again, right? Where we're talking about, we don't know when MLB is going to start back up. We don't know when the NHL is going to start back up. What about the NBA? Well, the one constant right now with professional sports, the one constant right now with entertainment on TV is going to be the UFC. Absolutely. All eyes will be on Jacksonville. All eyes will be on UFC. I expect some pretty good numbers uh, from ESPN Plus and and the pay-per-view portion of the UFC coming up Saturday night. Brent Martineau. Uh, former Jags player, current MMA fighter, Austin Lane on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And we are pleased to be joined by the president of the UFC right now, Dana White. Dana, thanks for taking a few minutes. I know it's a busy week, kind of a milestone week, at least in our sports world. Hope you and your family are doing well. We're awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited here in Jacksonville as well. And quite simply, Dana, why Jacksonville? Well, the uh, the governor was on board, the mayor the athletic commission and uh you know the the the, the city of Jacksonville was was very uh 
you know, open to us coming there. Everybody was great. So could not have happened without the mayor. Um, so we, we really appreciate it. We're excited, man. Let me tell you what. I'm, I'm flying there in two days. I can't wait to get the hell out of here and get on a plane and go to Jacksonville. Where, where is there? I'm in Vegas, okay, man. I'm in Vegas. And usually Vegas is a great place to be. Nowhere is a great place to be right now. You want to be anywhere but where you are, and I can't wait to get there. Hey, record that and send it to the city of Jacksonville, by the way, the Bureau, because visit Jacksonville. Oh, of course, what man. You said, I can't wait to get the hell out of Vegas and go to Jacksonville. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey, uh, what, what, how hard was this to do it? You had obviously been in the in the headlines and, and about trying to get the fights and keep them going, and you almost had it going in California. Then everybody called that one off, at least put it on hold, and now here we are, May 9th, coming up Saturday night right here at uh, Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville. How hard was this to finally get going? Yeah, it's one of the hardest things that, that we've ever done as a company and me professionally in, in my entire career. And believe me, we, we've done some tough stuff. Um, it, it, it was hard to do, yet it, it was fun, challenging. Um, you know, me and my crew would get a bunch of work done and we'd go to bed that night and wake up the next day and the whole uh, all the rules had changed and, you know, we had to start all over again, literally every day. So it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was tough. Hey, what's up, Dan? This is awesome, man. It's great to hear from you again, man. Um, you listen, too, buddy. Listen, in, in terms of the fights coming to Jacksonville, right? Obviously, uh, I train MMA. I know a lot of people that are super excited for this card. Um, I know a lot of people that are super bummed that they can't actually go witness this fight in person in UFC 249. It's almost like having the best party ever, but no one can be invited to it. You have to watch it on TV. <laughs> With that being said, though, I mean, could we see possible fights down the line for the city of Jacksonville? Because they kind of did you a favor, possibly, with having the fights here, you know, the, the three fight cards coming up so can we see fights in the future now in jacksonville florida you got that right that's absolutely what we're going to do um you know when, when the world gets back to normal um you know we're, we're going to the indian reservation in california uh you know for the first fight there and, and we will definitely be back to jacksonville with a big fight and uh you know Get all the people from Jacksonville in the arena. It'll, it'll be great. Dana White with us, president of the UFC. How much risk is involved here? How much risk? I mean, every listen, it's riskier for me to drive home after this interview. You know, everything in life is risky. There are no guarantees. But we're doing everything we can possibly do. We submitted a 30-page document to the governor of, uh, of Florida and the governor of Nevada on all the things that we're going to do to make sure that this event is as safe as possible. And, uh, you know, we're going to spend a lot of money to do it. Dana, obviously, you know, right now with the landscape of COVID-19, uh, it's probably hard to get a true fight camp in with gyms being closed and everything. What percentage of fighters would you say on the roster right now are actually excited to, you know, try to get a fight coming back up? And what percentage of fighters would you say are kind of just kind of going to stay low right now and wait till everything clears up? Oh, we've had good response from the fighters. I mean, that's why, listen, nobody, nobody that's working this event, as far as an employee of mine or fighter, has been made to do this. These guys all want to do it. Everybody who's, who's a part of this event wants to be a part of it. Um, I haven't laid any employees off. You know, we came up with, 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 with stipend money for, for the fighters uh, that, 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 that couldn't fight. The list goes on and on. So everybody who's a part of this thing wants to fight. And if people don't want to fight, they don't have to. We'll be back up and running May 9th. Who, lo who knows how long this thing's going to last? But, you know, people can come in and, and, and still get fights 
uh, toward the end of the year or whatever they want to do. Obviously, with UFC 249 coming up, I mean, it's one of the, the most stacked cards literally of all time. I mean, I compare it to, like, UFC 100, really. Um, it's that great and everything. Let's be honest, though, and I'm going to quick knock on what as loud as I can for you, but, you know, things can happen, right? Fighters can get hurt. Fighters can have trouble cutting weight. You know, with the COVID-19 testing, a fighter could come down, come down with something. So, in your opinion... Um, are there precautions like in place in case a fight, maybe like a fighter backs out? Is there a backup plan? Or more than likely with everything going on right now, will the fight probably be scrapped then? There are, uh, there are and will be plenty of things that happen. <laughs> I promise you. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, who's better at dealing with this stuff than we are? I mean, literally, if you look at what we've been able to pull off when the world is normal, let alone now, with all the craziness that's going on. I mean, people can say what they want to say. I was ready to go in California. I had the event. I had the, the, the right to do it and everything else. ESPN asked me to stand down and not do that event. Um, so I did, out of respect for them. Uh, but, but we'll figure it out. I'm going to have three different cards there that week with, with, with uh, men and women ready to go. So we'll figure it out. Dana White, USC president, with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Uh, uh, by the way, if anyone ducks out uh, late in the heavyweight, I got one sitting right next to me. I'm as a promoter, uh, just in case you need anybody. But uh, <laughs> just a quick ride away. Uh, did the three-fight package here in Jacksonville, uh, why did you do it that way? Because we were, we were headed there for this event. Um, we have the commission, the mayor, and the governor all on board. The, the, the city has been great to us. We said we might as well just set up camp there and knock out three fights that week because it totally makes sense. So talking about UFC 249, Dana, and like I said, this, this card is going to be a barn burner. I mean, obviously headlined by Tony Ferguson and Justin Gagey. And where we're at right now, I would say Zhang, Willie, and then obviously Joanna Junjacek, fight of the year hands down so far. Am I wrong to think, though, that this is going to be a guaranteed fight of the year contender with Justin Gagey and Tony Ferguson? Because sometimes we hype these fights up, you know, they, they, don't have, they don't come through all the time. But with these two guys, their personalities, the way they go at each other, I have a hard time saying this fight's not going to be a barn burner. As, as a promoter, you can never go out and guarantee anybody anything. If you're going to put up money on Saturday night, I can say, listen, stylistically, this is a great fight. These guys are this and that. I guarantee you. I guarantee you there is no way that this fight is an absolute and total just madness. Both of the, you know, stylistically, Tony Ferguson hasn't lost in eight years. He, you can't train for Tony Ferguson. This guy throws crazy elbows, flying things. He continues to move forward. It's like he feels no pain. The guy is unbelievable. Justin Gaethje has fought six times in the UFC, seven UFC bonuses. Um, he moves forward. He takes shots. He tries to knock you out. It is impossible for this fight not to be incredible. As a promoter, I feel comfortable telling you that. Well, and you said it. You know, I mean, the, the world pretty much knows who Tony Ferguson. The world should know who Justin Gage is. If you don't, just watch any one of his last five <laughs> fights, and you're going to see the violence in full force. Have you ever met a fighter like Justin Gagey? Because listening to his interviews, listening to him speak on the sport of MMA, like some guys do it for championships. Some guys do it for the money, obviously. Justin Gagey just seems like he does it to get punched in the face and come forward and do, you know, and then inflict his own set of violence. Because don't forget, this guy's an all-American wrestler. This guy could easily take fights to the ground and use his technique. He doesn't do that. All he believes in is taking damage and giving damage out. 
Is there anybody it, else like Justin Gage in the history of the UFC? He's an incredible fighter. He hits so hard, and you're absolutely right. He loves to he loves to knock people out. Move forward, take shots, trade you know punch for punch until he hits you with the one that knocks you out. And uh, you know the, the fight that everybody wants to see, the fight that the world wants to see, is, is Tony Ferguson versus Habib. If you cannot make Tony versus Habib. The only other best fight that you could possibly make on earth is Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. This fight is incredible. I guarantee you fireworks. I guarantee you an incredible main event. I guarantee you a fight of the year candidate on Saturday night. Well, speaking of fireworks, you know, we got Donald Cowboy Cerrone in Jacksonville as well. I think he brought his RV into town. (laughs) And then I was listening to an interview with ESPN where he said it's his plan to win the fight, obviously, against Anthony Pettis, which is obviously a great fight in itself. But then he wants to stay in Jacksonville and try to fight on all three fight cards. Now, Crossing, you know, crossing the hump over Anthony Pettis, easier said than done. But if Cowboy pulls it off, doesn't take a lot of damage, will you actually grant him his wish of trying to get three fights here in Jacksonville? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, you you don't come out of a fight with Anthony Pettis. Yeah, going in, he's like, yeah, I want to fight three times. We'll see how he feels after he comes out of Saturday night. (laughs) Uh, uh, UFC 249 on ESPN Plus pay-per-view Saturday right here in Jacksonville. We are talking with Dana White, president of the UFC on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We really appreciate the time, and and it's pretty cool that Jacksonville will be the center of the sports world on Saturday night, first live event in the United. United States right here in Jacksonville. Little known fact, by the way, Mayor Lenny Curry served on the Boxing Commission here in the state of Florida. So working with Mayor Lenny Curry and, and obviously the government officials here in Jacksonville and the state of Florida uh, were paramount to getting this done and this in Jacksonville. Dana, how much did you take a look at the AEW and what they did here with an event? And also uh, there was a combat night that also was done in Jacksonville. Did you need to see any of that or was that more for the networks and everybody else? Yeah, no, it, it was... Uh it was all about it was all about the mayor and uh, and the governor. All about the mayor and the governor. So um, they've been awesome, and we're coming. And I can't. I seriously cannot express to you enough how, how excited I am to get to Jacksonville. Yeah, you sound like you are. I've got a fight question for you. I'm a novice in this, man. Obviously, Austin's the expert, and Austin, block your ears for a moment. But uh, it, you know, a few years back, Austin obviously got a chance against Greg Hardy and, and lost that bout. From uh, obviously you, you run this thing and you've done such an extraordinary job with it. But how much do you relate to the the fighter and that opportunity that you guys provide to get back up off the mat, climb back up the ladder, and at least have that carrot dangling? Uh, how much respect do you have for for all the fighters, the the ones that have made it, the ones that have maybe dropped down the rung a little bit and are trying to get back up? Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to express to you. Uh, how much respect I have for fighters. Uh, th- there's very few of them on planet Earth. They're, they're a special, different type of human being, and uh, very few people can do it. And when you get to the level of the UFC and you're able to break into the top ten, top five, or become a world champion, they're very special, unique individuals. Dana, you know, with the climate right now, professional sports being on hold, um, I feel like sports channels are kind of desperate for content. And, yeah, you know, ESPN, they have the Jordan documentary. That's been great. I'm not trying to disrespect ESPN because they're kind of paying our bills, Brent, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> no I, can, I can only watch so much axe throwing and, like, old-school baseball playoff games. So with that being said, Dana, you know, I've always heard that the ultimate fighter, um, you still plan on bringing that back. 
would this be the time to bring back the ultimate fighter from the standpoint of, you know, it's reality television, but it's also fighting, but it can kind of capture the audience a little bit, especially on ESPN, which is kind of hurting for content. You would think right now with COVID-19 and everything going on that the ultimate fighter would be a perfect time to come back on right now. What an incredible question. We're literally working on that right now. Great question. And the answer is yes. And, and, and we are working on that right now. That's awesome. And then I guess. And, and you're right. You know what? You don't realize. I don't like television shows. I can't get into TV and all this Netflix and all this crap. I, I, I don't do it. Every time I start watching a TV show, I'm like, I could be doing much better things with my time right now. And you don't realize how much you miss live sports. I mean, I'd even watch golf right now if it was on. Oh, Dana, don't say that, man. I have to talk about golf like twice a week on the show. Don't say that, man, because now my, I would, my I would even be all sit excited. down and watch that horrible, boring sport right now. Okay, thank you. A little better for me. That's a little better. It makes my job a lot easier going forward. I appreciate it. Well, you mentioned it then, the Ultimate Fighter, right? I mean, there's a need for it right now. What makes the Ultimate Fighter so great, though, obviously, what brings the eyes there are the coaches, okay? Now, in terms of the coaches, we, we, we came across a guy at the Super Bowl, uh, you know, at Radio Row, I guess you would call it, named Jorge Masvidal. I actually talked to Jorge Masvidal right before he went after Kamora Usman, and they kind of had their whole scuffle thing, and that had to be separated. Um, it was craziness, craziness at Radio Row. But my question to you is, do you need a guy like a Jorge Masvidal, like a Conor McGregor to you know to headline to spearhead these coaches for the Ultimate Fighter to try to get all the eyes on back to ESPN. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it right now, if you look at, at the landscape, think. Of, I mean, you could do you could have Usman versus Covington. You could do Usman versus Masvidal as coaches. Uh, you could do Habib versus Tony or whoever wins this weekend. You know, you could do Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. I mean, you, you could have some incredible coaches right now. All right, Dan, we got two more questions for you, then we'll let you get out of here, man. Um, so, obviously, can we assume that the winner of the Tony-Justin uh, Gagey fight is going to fight Khabib, even though he probably hesitant to make the Tony-Khabib fight for, like, the 10th time, it seems like, if, if he does, in fact, win? Yes. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's what you have to do. I mean, let's say Tony wins. I'm just saying, let's say Tony wins. T Tony would be the interim champion, and Khabib would be the champ. They would have to fight. Last question for you, then. You're obviously a big New England Patriots fan. You're from Boston. How do you feel about Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay number one? And also, do you feel like my co-host is feeling where the Patriots are going to try to tank this year a little bit, not win a lot of ball games, and try to get Trevor Lawrence? Because I feel like it's not in Bill Belichick's DNA to try to tank the season. Yeah, it, well, if you look at, at, at the draft and how they reacted in the draft and, and, and really didn't get, you know, no quarterback yet, and um, it, it played out pretty interesting to say that hey they're saying they're going to tank this season will there even be a season yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i think they're looking at this season as like a throwaway season to to, to uh build for the season after that i i do agree with that ah see that i don't like that. now tanking's a dangerous word don't say it tank, is man you offend a lot of people they're not going to win a lot of games this year you yeah, and, and, I, and I, don't, I don't think tank is the word i i think it's actually brilliant when you, when you look at what's going on right now, I mean, you're telling me people can't golf right now? Of course they could golf. <laughs> Everybody's afraid. 
everybody's afraid of the media and what the media is going to say about them and, and, and all this stuff. And obviously I'm not afraid of that. So here we are doing what we're doing. They might not go this season. There might not even be a season this season. Well, Dan, I'm glad you brought that up real quick because obviously the media and the UFC, they've always kind of been back and forth. You know, even when the UFC first came around, um, you know, there was talks of, oh, well, it's a human cockfighting. It's a blood sport. It'll never compete with boxing. So you've essentially been dealing with the media in a, I guess, a not so good light since you started the UFC. I mean, is this where your mindset comes in where it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way because my way has got us to where we're at right now talking about UFC 249? And do you yeah, feel like... Oh, go ahead. No, the reality is these guys know nothing about... They literally know nothing about the business, right? Yeah. And, and I've been saying this, you know, and, and guys, I'm, I'm not saying this in a negative way and like to, to, to smash the media. This is a fact, Okay. These are the weakest people on earth. Now, I will look at, you know, somebody will say something, they'll write a stupid story about them that's completely not right or I don't agree with, right? Correct. I will Google this person, okay? Look at these people, okay? If you took the weakest people on earth, you put them all in a room together, these guys are wimps among wimps, okay? They are the wimpiest of the wimpiest. And these guys are the guys that are determining what I'm going to do with the toughest sport in the world or what the toughest athletes in the world should be doing or how they should have won that last fight. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I just, it, it's, 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 I'm being honest. That's the truth. You know, you look at these media guys. These are the weakest people on earth. I will not let them determine how I'm going to run my business. Brent, are you why, listening? Why do I think he's talking to me and not 6'6", 245 Austin Brent, Lane right now? are you listening now? right now, man? Oh, I'm going to use that speech the next time we go to the Jaguars press box, man. I can't wait to bring that one out, that hey, little quote. I Dana, love it. Dana White, we're rooting for you guys this Saturday night and the next three shows right here in Jacksonville because just as much we're rooting for Jacksonville and shine a light on it than kind of opening up sports once again in the United States. Best of luck this weekend, man. We really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. That's Dana White, uh, president of the UFC, and he is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Raw and and mm. I was just surprised Coos didn't have to use the drop button. I, that guy's <laughs> I thought we were getting nervous. I thought we were getting close. Uh, but he's fantastic. We appreciate the time, really uh, do, and and uh, appreciate everybody at UFC for helping us uh, get that interview with Dana White. Because seriously, guys, it, this. I, I understand that not everybody is as passionate about UFC as, as you are mm -hmm. and as some others are, and it's really got a diehard and, and passionate base that's growing and growing and growing. And this is a big card. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I'm more of a novice in this sport, and, and admittedly, but that's a big card. Like, I know yeah. a lot of names on that card. Mm -hmm. And so, but this is a big deal for Jacksonville. You know, uh, this is a bit of a risk, but I think it's low risk, right, for Jacksonville. It, uh, somebody was telling me today, and as I was researching this and talking to them about just, okay, what's going to go on there? And there's going to be very limited people inside the arena on Saturday night. And it, Somebody brought up the analogy, and, and they're not that far off. It might be more dangerous to – not dangerous, I wouldn't say is right – risky to eat at a place than mm -hmm. it is to fight at the arena. They take so many precautions normally mm -hmm. over disease and, and other things because there is blood exchanged and yeah. and obviously fighting going on and body versus well, body. And keep and in mind, there's they also do this weight, on a normal basis. And there's also weight cutting too, right? So, I mean, once you cut weight, that kind of kills your immune system a little bit. Listen – 
to sit here and say that Dana White's had taken every precaution to the nth degree would be stupid, right? Because he, he knows what's on the line right now. He understands that, you know, if this if they come out of Jacksonville in a bad light, it's going to crush the company. I, I, he understands that. Yeah. But I think I it'll crush. It might well, be a little strong, but it's not going to make yeah. him look good. But yeah. at the end of the day, though, you know, like golf courses, they're open. And you can call them essential if you want to or not. It is what it is. At the end of the day, there's stores opening back up. At the end of the day, the Jacksonville Zoo will be open by next week again, okay? So... People are starting to go back outside and gathering groups again, okay? So to have two fighters who get paid for doing this, so I think it's essential for a fighter to get paid. So to have two fighters go in a cage, you know, and do what they do, I mean, I can find worse things right now that are, that are open that you can go to where you probably have a better chance of getting sick from. Let me give you a few more details about this on Saturday night. Obviously, it's UFC 249, ESPN Plus, yeah. uh, and the pay-per-view. The undercard starts on ESPN Plus, and then the pay-per-view, I think it's like 64.99 to get it. And, and big fight, you guys just mentioned, if you yeah. want to see fighting, you're going to get a well, great fight. And just to show you I mean, just how good this fight is, you know Cowboy Cerrone, he's obviously a big name. He's on the prelims. Yeah. He he's on ESPN Plus and ESPN. He's not even on the, the pay per view. Uh, by the way, this actually was in place. I think a couple of months ago, weeks ago, back in March, and fell through for a little bit. Then the California and the Indian Reservation came about, and then ESPN said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Dana White obliged and said, "Okay, we won't do it right now." Mm-hmm. Came back on the table here in Jacksonville, and some of the things that the precautions they'll take place is all the, the everybody that's involved will be tested prior to coming to Jacksonville. Like Dana White will be tested before he lands in Jacksonville, and and goes from Vegas to here. They'll be tested once again on the ground, and in between fights, they'll be tested as well. So those are, and that's an example of some of the precautions mm-hmm. that are being uh, uh, taken place here in Jacksonville for this three-fight, uh, I guess, trilogy, if you will, yeah. uh, here in the River City. Also, the UFC is taking care of all expenses and also renting out the arena. So there's. It's actually a money maker to a degree. I don't think it's a huge windfall, yeah. but it's a money maker to a degree for the city of Jacksonville. And you asked the question, he yeah. said it. This will be They're remembered. Back. Yep. They'll come back to Jacksonville so all the fans and, and everything else can can uh, happen as well. Who knows when that is, but it looks like it will happen. Is, and Dana White basically said it will happen. Exactly, which is great for the city of Jacksonville, right? So, I mean, you, the UFC hasn't been in Jacksonville forever. They come back, obviously, fans can't go there. So it's cool to hear that he is very adamant after this whole thing clears over that the UFC will indeed be coming back to Jacksonville. Yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, with Dana White. Uh, we'll, we'll share some of our thoughts more coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program. We're also going to celebrate Edward Waters College. We have some guests lined up and some football talk always on an action sports jacks on espn 690 tuesday thanks for hanging out with us but let me tell you what I'm, I'm flying there in two days i can't wait to get the hell out of here and get on a plane and go to jacksonville i'm in vegas <laughs> okay, man i'm in vegas <laughs> and usually vegas is a great place to be nowhere is a great place to be right now you want to be anywhere but where you are and i can't wait to get there Hey, listen, I'm not the guy that sits here on the radio and says, the interview we just did was awesome. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Dan White was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, uh, maybe you go back and listen to it. The Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 podcast. Of course, you can always go back and listen and watch our shows anyway all the time. Uh, but really check it out. Said a lot of nice things about Jacksonville. I think this would be a big deal for Jacksonville. There's no understating that. Uh, we're going to celebrate Edward Waters College in just a moment. But I want you to just follow up Dana White, yeah. uh, who was on the show just moments ago. You guys do have a little bit of a relationship from that time that, you know, it gave you yeah. that opportunity against Hardy. And yeah. Hardy is on this card yes. uh, this weekend. Um, so he continues to fight the UFC. Mm-hmm. But you saw him after that fight. 
Yeah. You haven't really told me a lot. You just said that you talked to him a little bit after that fight. Can you give well, us a little bit of insight? No, for what sure. That was? I think all I've talked about after the fight was I went to In-N-Out Burger and absolutely stuffed my face with like <laughs> a 10 by 10. And um, it was what it was there. But yeah, actually, so when I got back from In-N-Out Burger, actually, I had a belly full of, of beef and French fries. Um, I had to go to the concierge because I had to get a new suitcase. My suitcase got damaged on the way to Vegas, so I, I got a new one from Amazon. It shipped there, so I had to get it um, before I left for, you know, back to Jacksonville. Uh, and as I'm at the concierge, Dana White walks by me. And he, he, he walks by me, turns around, and notices it's me. And obviously, I'm dejected, man. I don't talk to anybody right now. Like, you know, I'm probably... Yeah, you've not, told us before you weren't in a yeah, great place after I, that. I, I wasn't in a great mood. Um... To be fair, I probably wasn't the nicest person, even the concierge. I was like, hey, man, can I just get my suitcase and get out of here, please? So Dana White sees me, comes back, and we probably have a five-minute conversation, man. And we have a five-minute conversation about, you know, what happened in the fight. We have a conversation about, you know, my goals going forward, um, what he thinks of me, you know, just as a person in general. And it, it literally ended with, like, two guys just kind of chatting with each other, you know. And, and one guy um, claimed to fame as, you know, getting, like, a 3.0 kill streak on Call of Duty. Another guy is a billionaire. Okay, <laughs> so like we're we're not really from the cut from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? Like we're two completely different people in the standpoint of success and business and all that stuff, man. But it was cool to because you know what you see him all the time on TV. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like he, I mean, he's still like yeah. You got Conor McGregor, you got Jorge Masvidal, but Dana White is still the face of the UFC. Don't get it twisted. And you know, just to even have a conversation with a guy. And to, I guess, kind of bring himself off the pedestal a little bit and come down to my level, um, it was a pretty cool thing. So I, I, from that standpoint, I have a lot of respect for Dan White. Yeah, I think uh, in, in that respect, ju- just judging the little I know, I would say raw, authentic, genuine, you know, you are what you are. I mean, you guys have that in common. So yeah. I think he can, you know, that resonates, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You, can, you can have those kind of conversations with uh, like-minded people in that sense. All right. Uh, so we'll play a little bit more of that uh, interview, and it's a big deal for Jazz. We'll talk more about it. We've got some football on the horizon as well. But we also, during this time, and I really enjoyed this, uh, getting to celebrate local sports uh, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Listen, this is a downtime for colleges, for local teams like the Ice and shrimp and giants and all the teams. Uh, the Jags actually have been very relevant the last couple of months, given free agency and the draft and and now the schedule that will come out this week. But uh, we want to celebrate local sports, even though things have hit the pause button, what they're all about, what they're trying to do to stay relevant. And this has been an ample uh, time to do it, a good time to do it. And right now we're going to do it some more. Edward Waters College doesn't get a ton of love, uh, quite frankly. Uh, I'll be guilty of that at times. We try to do uh, get out there uh, to some basketball games and football games, but they've got a lot of cool stuff going on, and uh, we want to bring in right now Joshua Jackson. He's a little bit of everything now in town. You know oh, that. Yeah. He's the voice of, like, every team on the PA. We're going to get to that part in just a little bit. But he is the <laughs> sports information director at Edward Waters College as well. Josh, I hope you're doing well, man, you and your family. How's it going these days? Gentlemen, thanks so much for having me on. Everything is it's different now. I'll, I'll say that, but everything is going well. Hope y'all everything's going well with you guys as well. Yeah, tell us what's going on on campus. Like, what are you? I'm, obviously, there's not a lot going on on campus in terms of people there. Uh, just like everybody else, school's been online and and sports have been canceled, and that's the way of the world right now. But how have you guys been operating from a sports standpoint? Uh, because you have a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah, we absolutely do. We've made a bunch of huge announcements uh, over the past few weeks, uh, despite the fact that uh, school is quote-unquote closed due to uh, the coronavirus and, and our athletics uh, ha- have ceased for, uh, for, for the year. Uh, we're still operating and getting ready for, for next year. We're still operating as business as usual. 
Uh, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and a lot of, uh, you know, social distancing things, but still, you know, making sure everything proceeds forward and getting things moving in the right direction uh, for the 2020-2021 campaign, which is huge for every single one of our sports uh, at Epic Waters College. We've got some buildings being built on campus for athletics. We've got done some renovation uh, and, and a couple of buildings uh, on campus for, for athletics. So we've got a lot of big things going on on campus, and we're, we're incredibly excited about uh, what's getting ready to come up here for 2020-2021. That's the voice of Joshua Jackson. You know the voice if you've been to a Sharks game, uh, Giants game, uh, UNF game. Uh, where else? Uh, uh, let's see, I was at JU for a bit. So I've done some high school work around the city. So I, I, I'll just say I'm, I, I've been around. I'll say that. That's right. <laughs> and, and uh, of course, uh, bleed the FAMU as well, the Rattlers, don't you? Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. I did, did uh, uh, some work for my alma mater for uh, four years. I was blessed to do that, but uh, also uh, great to be back here at EWC and uh, working here in my hometown of Jacksonville. Awesome. We're going to have Coach Ruffin on a little bit later and the athletic director from Edward Waters College, too, during the show as we celebrate local sports here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And it's Edward Waters College Day here on uh, the show. You, you mentioned a lot of good things happening. How much of a battle is it for you guys sometimes uh, to kind of get – in the press to get attention uh, because the Jags, obviously, even bring in the Gators and the Knowles in the college football realm, JU, UNF. There's a lot of different things. The Players Championship, Daytona 500. It's easy to get buried. Uh, can that be frustrating sometimes? And, and and how do you have to attack that and do some things in a different way? It, it can be. It can be. And just on the local front, you mentioned a few moments ago with the uh, the Jags. You know, we've got two Division One schools here uh, in the 904 area code with the, the uh, with JU and with UNF. Uh, you mentioned Florida down 45 minutes down the road. Uh, you mentioned Florida State two hours to our west. Not to mention you've got Bethune Cookman and, and Florida A and M, which have two big uh, followers. You've got Georgia. You've got Georgia Tech. You know, so it, it's hard to to kind of be uh, where, where we are, but. The one thing that we try to do in sports information is really not make any excuses for it. We try to push our information out to the best of our abilities with the mediums that we have at our disposal. And I think we've done well. The things that we've been promoting on our website at EWCTigerPride.com, making sure that things stay constant and stay fresh with our social media pages as well on Facebook, Instagram, and some of the things we've done on our YouTube channel. We want to make sure that our message is put out, that while we, you know, some of the uh, the pants that some of the other schools have may be a little bit more expensive than ours. Uh, we still put them on the same way that, that the other schools do, and uh, uh, we, we do it just about better than, than anybody. And we're proud of the things that, that we've done and the, time, the amount of times we've been uh, here at EWC. Yeah, Joshua Jackson with us here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And you guys do a fantastic job, not not just you, but everybody over there. And it's a listen, I'm not I'm not going to just say this because Joshua's on. I've been in the business. Uh, when I was in college, I interned with the sports information directors. Mm -hmm. To me, it is one of the most thankless jobs there is in, in sports. Yeah. It really is. And you work a ton of hours. And quite frankly, you don't usually get paid a whole heck of a lot. You really don't. It's a labor of love, man. It's a lot of fun. You're on a college campus and, you, and you're, the interactions are great, but it is a labor I wouldn't even make Josh say that because I just know that's what it is. I mean, that's fact. It is that way. And everybody who's ever been involved in that side of the business knows exactly uh, what I'm talking about. But you guys, to me, Josh, you feel like you have some momentum going on there. What has changed in the last, say, I don't know what the time frame is. Is it two years? Maybe it's a handful of years. Maybe it's seven years. But what has changed? You're bringing in new sports. You're obviously building facilities like the football stadium. We'll talk to Coach Ruffin about that a little bit later. But what, in your mind, changed over these last however many years to build the momentum that you have? 
it really starts with leadership. It starts with leadership at the top with our president and Dr. Ray Zachary Faison Jr. Everything that he's brought on, the, the energy, the vision that he has, has permeated through every single avenue uh, of that campus on King's Road, whether it's the things that we're doing from an academic standpoint, which have been tremendous over over the time that he's been there, and, and bringing in our, our, our new athletic director, which you hear from later on at 5.30 this afternoon here with uh, Dr. Paul Bryant coming over, a guy that's had two decades of experience at the Division One level as an athletic director to come to Edward Waters to, you know, not necessarily, you know, fix what's broken because it wasn't necessarily a broken system, but to tweak some of the things that we, uh, we, we've been doing on campus to kind of make it a little bit better. Uh, it really starts with the leadership of those two guys. Those guys are, are on fire, and they make you excited to come to work every single day. You know, I, I get calls from uh, Dr. Bryant all the time. You know, he gives me ideas, that some of the things that we can do uh, on our page and, you know, things like that to promote us a, a bit better. So uh, they, they make it fun. Uh, they, they make you ready to, to, to go to work and push out the products that we have, and it's just it's exciting to work with. When you got two guys like that, uh, that believe in the product and that support you in every single uh, step of the way and what it is that you do, it, it makes it fun to go to work every day. Joshua, on a more somber note, man, um, you know, a few weeks back, Coach uh, Arthur Harvey passed away. You know, he's a big coach, obviously, for that university. I think you actually just got there right after he left, but I'm sure that you've heard a lot of great stories about him. What's one of the stories that you take with Coach, you know, where we can kind of exemplify what he brought to that university? Um, I, I'm born and raised here in Jacksonville, like, like I mentioned a few moments ago. My dad actually was the uh, information technology uh, director uh, at EWC for a number of years, and he came in while uh, Coach Harvey was the head coach of the men's basketball team. And you would hear so many stories about how hard those young men worked and did not have the things that you know our players have now. They played uh, their basketball games at James Weldon Johnson Middle School, uh, but were still able to put to put together 20 win season after 20 win season and be able to. to to make a run uh, at, at an NAI national championship with just those small resources uh, that they had at, at their disposal. Uh, you hear from his former players, and I hear from them often. Uh, some of the connections that I have with the Giants, those are guys that played uh, for Coach Harvey uh, at Edward Waters. And just hear some of the stories that, that they were able to tell about how tenacious he was and how much of a basketball savant he was, and really just understanding uh, the game, and really was just a father figure for, for those young men. And uh, it, it certainly was a somber time for us here at EWC. We definitely send our, our condolences to uh, his family, his wife, and his, his two kids. And uh, he, he really did leave a positive mark on Edward Waters College, and it's something that we are going to continue to build uh, our, our programs on with the things that he was able to do there at this time here at EWC. Yeah, so many super people at EWC uh, laid the foundation, and now uh, it's headed in, in such a good direction from an athletic standpoint. Joshua Jackson, part of that sports information director. Uh, we are celebrating Edward Waters College today, local sports here on Action Sports. Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, man, you, you are kind of local sports now. You don't get enough credit around here, uh, but it, it is the Sharks and the Giants, and you mentioned JU and UNF, and so you've done the public address uh, for all those different places, uh, high schools as well. You've won rings. How many rings do you have? Uh, I actually have 10 of them now. I'll get my 10th one here, and hopefully the next couple of weeks when uh, 
Uh, the Sharks opened things back up from our, our championship that we won last year with the, uh, the National Arena League. Um, I've been blessed to really be a part of two really huge uh, organizations with the Sharks and the Giants and the success that they've been able to have. And for them to, you know, bestow me with those, those championships, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, man. So it's, it's great to be the voice and it's great to be all that, but it, it really just goes to the, the work of those two organizations for what they've been able to do for uh, over 10 years now with both of them. And, and to, to be a part of it, it really has been a blessing. All right. So I, I feel like I, I counted nine amongst the two. Is there one I'm missing? What's the other one? In, in, do, am I it's right there? Six what, for the Giants, three for... The, 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 the ones that the Giants won, I got that ninth one a, a few weeks ago, and the tenth one that I'll get uh, from from the uh, the Sharks here in a couple of weeks. Uh, the first one that I actually won was back in 2011 when our uh, baseball team at Edward Waters won uh, the conference championship. So that's the the, the first one there. Okay, and then gotcha. the rest of them belong to the Sharks and Giants there. So, yeah, so those those, those are the ten rings that, that, that I own there. So. All right, listen, you can't sit on the fence like Austin likes to do sometimes here. I don't let you sit on the fence. Okay? That's true. You don't. Uh, so it hurts, number one. Yeah, but, uh, it doesn't feel good. Your favorite run, your favorite game, your favorite. <laughs> oh. You don't have to pick the ring. Put him on the fine. spot. No, nah, but I mean, come on. You've witnessed a bunch of games when you're the PA. Yeah. Of, of all these games, by the way, that's a lot of basketball games. It's a lot of, of of football games. Do you have one that sticks out in the last oh, decade? Oh man, you you would make me do this, Brent. And you know I'm going to get all kinds of phone calls and yeah. emails and well, things. Well, listen, I'll take care of the political <laughs> side for you. Okay, listen, folks. He loves them all. He loves them all. But everybody's got to have a favorite. I, I think you, you always have to go back to your first professional championship, and I, I'll go back to uh, Arena Bowl 24. Uh, I was actually there in Phoenix when the Jacksonville Sharks played uh, the Arizona Rattlers in the championship game. And, awesome and, uh, game. Almost, I was, yeah, I was doing. I was actually doing the color commentary uh, for the, the radio station at the time we were on, and uh, uh, Terry Norvell was doing the play-by-play, and I was doing the color commentary. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be in my uh, professional mode and things like that. But <laughs> you know, the, the last play of the game when uh, Aaron Garcia, a, a future Hall of Famer, finds a local guy, Jackson High School graduate, and Jerron Harvey uh, in the right corner for a touchdown. I am screaming like a like a child <laughs> over the microphone and uh, to, to to win that first championship and actually be there and see it. Uh, that that's probably my favorite one uh, out of all of them. I, I love all of them. I'm blessed to have all of them. But if I had to pick one. I think it's probably my favorite one. By the way, that's an underrated game, like in Jacksonville sports. Like if you were really going to compile all the good, that was an unbelievable game, and and the drama to win in a championship like that, and in the Arena League, which which let's if I'm being honest, is probably more prevalent at that time in, in the early part of the decade than it is right now. Yeah. Uh, in terms of arena football, so that was a big moment, and like you said, Aaron Garcia, he is maybe the best to ever do it uh, in the Arena League. So uh, very well done. And by the way, love the professionalism and awareness to not even mention the other radio station. Have you read that? That was very good. Uh, see that? <laughs> All right. Joshua Jackson, uh, Sports Information Director, Edward Waters College. So he also is the PA guy for a lot of different teams. Yeah. And therefore, he knows how to get that announcer voice on. Well, let's be honest. He's probably been pretty quiet right now because there's not a lot of sports happening. Well, we got to keep him fresh. I like your style. So here's the, here's the deal. Here's what I need you to do before we get you out of here, Josh. I need you to, to give us an intro to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 uh, to get everybody in on, on, a, on an afternoon. And I need you to include me, Brett Morneau, Austin Lane, and you don't even have to call him Justin Kuzart. We just go by Coos around here. So you got a couple oh, okay. of elements here. You got Action Sports Jacks, ESPN 690, Brent Austin Coos. 
This would take me 10 right. hours to do, can, by the uh, way. Can you, can you give us... I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I, I'm, I'm doing this because I like you, Brent. We, 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 we've been friends for a little minute. So I, I, I normally hate doing this, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to acquiesce and, and, and do what, uh, uh, what you asked me to do. So do let, you, let's do see, you need uh, some music? Um, sure, it's like freestyle plays <laughs> up in here. I like Heck it. Yeah, I mean, cool. So we got a little. I mean, not too much. Just a little wall. A little get get. Uh, we gotta get Josh in a rhythm here. Drop that bikus. Ah, uh, let's let's see let's see what we can do here. All right. Okay. Here you go. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's drive time. It's listen time. It's watch time. It's the fastest growing show in Jacksonville. Welcome to Action Sports Jack on ESPN 690. Let's meet the starting lineup. Playing points at 5 foot 11, sporting a 9 handicap, a golfer from Rhode Island and Ashland University, Brins Marzino. And the man in the middle, standing 6 feet 6 inches tall, from a small town in Wisconsin, former Jack Ross player, and don't get in the ring with this guy, Current MMA fighter from Murray State University, Austin Lane. And we can't forget about the blue guy, Philly born and Philly bred. He only needs one name, Coos. Uh, how's that? Was that, was that good? I got goosebumps, that is fantastic. Coos, I hope you recorded that. Dang, I Do we have to pay Josh for that? Recorded? That's going to be the intro to our show every single day now. What do you mean recorded? Like, that's... <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, nice work, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. Uh, Hey, thanks for uh, joining us today, and uh, look forward to celebrating Edward Waters College. We'll have Coach Ruffin on a little bit, uh, Athletic Director Brian on a little bit later on. But, uh, hey, man, be well. Hope hope you're staying busy and and can't wait to get back to normalcy so you can get working again. Absolutely. Same to you guys, and thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. All right. That's Joshua Jackson uh, from Edward Waters College, Jacksonville guy, and uh, you know that voice. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. (laughs) He hasn't been that busy. Like I said, sports have been shut down. I figured there'd probably be like a little rust on those pipes. Nah, man. Sounding good. Nah, man. Sounding good. Still got it. Still hey, got it. It is a gift to do that. It's totally different than doing like play by play and stuff. It's it's totally different. Like, I mean, the are, pacing of it. Uh, the the. Are you born emphasis. with that, or is, like do you? Well, you do have to have a, there's a there's a pre qualification. Oh yeah, you, you have, have to have be a little a, bit of a voice for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Brent man. at 12 years old probably couldn't <laughs> get away with it. Um, but uh, nice job. Have you so, thought about doing it? Have you considered like you know? It's funny it? about that. I have never done it. Really? Never done it. Probably because my voice sucks, they say. Have you been know. like, uh, do you want to try it? No, not really. No. I mean, I've been more interested in doing the play-by-play stuff, kind of like course. we do at yeah, UF. Yeah, but, do but I've never even, I don't even think I've been asked to do it before hmm. for obvious reasons. They obviously don't want me to do it. But <laughs> it is kind of interesting. I've been in the business for 20 years. Usually you would at least kind of experiment into yeah. a little bit of everything. And I have not done that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe if you want to come, like, sit in my well, living room. And I was do gonna it. say, like, if you want to come announce like me and Roan shooting hoops in the backyard <laughs> yeah, or something sometime, man, and like give a little intro for us, that'd be great. I might do it. All right, we're gonna talk some football. Joe Schobert, where does he fit in? Yeah. What's this defense going to look like? We caught up with him this afternoon. The local media did. What Schobert have to say? And uh, man, this four three three four stuff—it's real. Uh, we've been saying it for a long time. Heck, Doug Marone said it. It's real. Mm-hmm. What does the Jaguars' defense look like? Let's talk a little Jags. Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690. Our normal way of life has been changing quickly due to coronavirus. New rules to follow, and basically all sports have been put on hold. Heck, you might even be working from home. Hey, everybody, it's Brent Martino. If you're not in the car from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., check in on Action Sports Jacks on your smart speaker. Tell your Amazon Echo or Google Home to play ESPN 690. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.